Great day to be alive. All right. Um, hi, Anna. Hey, hey. How's it going? It's going. I have been a single mother for yeah. a little with Emmett being out, and I am, you know, as we know, dragging. She's doing a the best single mom can. who works two jobs, who loves her kids, and she, never stops. She never stops. So, anyway, how's your day going? How's uh, your life going? How's, how's it been? your life going? It's so fine. Um, oh my god, just put your head behind the logo that whole time. Who needs? Who, get, who, who cares? gives a shit? You know? Who cares who, about who my cares? head? I care. Know? I care. That's you're welcome. Thank you. The artiste behind um, it. Life is fine. I'm living it. Um, yep. I am going to see my family this weekend. So Very that's nice. Or part of them, I should say. Uh, I, yeah, I don't really have a ton of complaints right now or like exciting news to share either so but you'll have news probably next week when you come back because you have gone to see your family sure. and you'll have some maybe fun little little antidotes maybe if you will antidotes or not maybe maybe not who's to say really no, no pressure. pressure but there's pressure do you think you'll get yeah, ice cream probably maybe mm, i don't know if we do oh. we'll go to dairy queen my dad's a big dairy queen guy Otherwise, um, there's not really any good ice cream in my hometown. Like any local no. shops. There's one, but it's not close to us. So. Yeah, sure, sure. We didn't have one in our mm-hmm. town growing up, and then they came out with the Cary Dairy a couple years ago. and Or a year ago, maybe? I don't know. Um, but it's really It good. really feels like they should have already had a Cary Dairy. You would think, but okay. they did not somehow. So I'm glad someone was finally Shockingly. able Cool. Well, I'm glad your week is going well, even though you are, you know, a single mom. Yes. Yes. Doing the best we can. Speaking of doing the best they can and excelling at it, Andrew Montana, Montana, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. What a, what a great episode. Only one way to find out what happens. You have to listen here. Right here, right now. In this moment where I am almost... I'm sad. Great. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hello, everyone. Um, today we have Andrew Montana with us. Thanks for joining Hello. us. Thank you for having me. Um, so I know Andrew through his girlfriend, who um, her best friend is one of our, you know Hannah as well, one of my good friends, Autumn Luce. A WIU, yes, oh, a WIU alum. We love WIU. <laughs> what is WIU? Um, WIU is where we all went to college. Hannah was the same grade as Autumn. I don't really play many video games. Sometimes we play Red Dead Redemption. That's mostly for uh, me to take notes on the fashion. <laughs> um, if I'm having like a lot of anxiety, I'll play that because it's good to kind of uh, immerse myself in a different kind of world. Yeah. Pretend I'm not in this one. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I have yet to find a thing other than disassociating to get me there. But it would be nice, maybe mm-hmm. reading books again, but alcohol. that's a whole. Like alcohol for that. Yeah, I'm on too many antipsychotics for alcohol, <laughs> but I do see where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've also found walks yeah. to be yes, effective. Yes, that's what I'm hearing. Outside. Outdoors. The great outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's very nice. I, although you're in Chicago, so I don't really know. It's kind of cold, probably. 
Yeah, we had snow yesterday. It snowed oh. yesterday? It's almost May. Yeah, in the morning. I know. In the <clears> morning, <throat> we had snow. Mm. It's been great. But then it's, like, sunny today. 70, 65. Can't ask for better. Yeah, where are, you, where are you from originally? Chicago. You're from Chicago. Yeah. Do you think you'll stay there forever? No, God, no, no. We're going to Colorado sometime, sometime. But this isn't about me. We talk about me way too much on this podcast. <laughs> um, where are you originally from? I was born in San Bernardino, which is about an hour east of L.A. <clears throat> um, and it's... Uh, I, I, so I grew up there and then spent my summers in uh, like North Carolina with my family out there. So uh, my, my dad's side is from California. My mom's <laughs> side is from South Carolina, Virginia. That's nice. So that's a fun uh, summer vacation, I'd say. Yeah, it was a good place to, you know, it was like a totally different world. San Bernardino is yeah. pretty, um, pretty poor city, pretty rough. Um, and so getting to kind of leave there and then spend the summer months in uh, kind of the woods was just so strange. And it always felt very magical, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, otherworldly, for sure. Yeah. Have you spent a lot of time? You guys spent a lot of time in this alpha doll? Yeah, I have spent like a decent amount there. Slash yeah. that like southeast coast, too, is different, <clears throat> I think, than even just like the deep south. I'm having weird deja vu sure. about this. We've probably talked about it before. Maybe. I don't know. I'm having such strange deja vu. Like, with the three of us talking about this. I don't know why. Very weird. Sorry. Um, well, welcome. Welcome back to yeah, this moment. I'm alive. Um, I think deja vu is your, is, your, is your brain trying to warn you that something... I have OCD, so, like, this is both my... I always think it's, like, it's warning me that something, like... Horrible. Really bad could, could happen if I don't, like, make a decision. That's the right decision. Not to put any pressure no. on you, but you might have to make a decision in the next couple of hours that's going to be pretty life-altering. Andrew, why would you tell me this? Because if anyone <laughs> knows anything about me, it's that these decisions are no. what's going to kill me in life. Just make the right decision, because there's no going back. A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is what the writer's room of knock at the cabin in the woods or whatever were thinking they were like yeah you gotta kill a family member to save the world who's it gonna be that's the one i, I haven't seen it that's the guy the big the big guy not vin diesel but like the dave other Bautista? yeah dave Bautista. it looked good is it good i slept through it last week so um it was pretty good i will say so i was really tired when they started watching it at like 10 p.m but they were like, no, you have to. Yeah, they were like, no, you got to stay. And I was like, this is silly. I'm sleeping. Who's they? Um, Ben's sister. Ben and his sister? Wife. Yeah, yeah, or her wife were in town. His wife, that's me. Um, <laughs> they were in town visiting. And so they all were just like on vacation mode. And I was like, I've still got crap to do. I got to sleep. So I slept through it. But I kept waking up to them like commenting on it. And after the first like 10 or 15 minutes... Ben was like, I'm kind of mad at, like, how good this actually is. He kept being like, dude, oh. this is, like, really good to his sister and them. So, I don't know. I guess it is pretty good. I gotta watch it. I wanna watch it. Just because he's, yeah, like, a very outrageous, um, like, uh, there's this whole... Olivia and I had a long discussion the other day about what is, is and is not considered camp. Yes. And I think that... Uh, I'm sure. 
trying to understand a masculine camp that is yes. like specific, like very specific. And I think he's definitely in that world, like of like masculine camp. Yes. And I think that's because he was a WWE wrestler. Because I think professional wrestling is camp. For sure. Yeah. I think I'm allowed to say that too. I think The Rock is camp. Absolutely. Legally, the, Rock yeah. is the, yeah. the Rock is camp. Sure. Like, it is. Yes. WWE. The fact that he's just, like, kind of gets copy and pasted into any movie and he's just being The Rock mm-hmm. in these different franchises is just, uh, and it's like we're supposed to suspend our disbelief that it's. Yes. That it's not The Rock. You know? Yeah. It's, like, surreal, kind of. Magical. I could find out that The Rock was a robot this whole time, and I like wouldn't be that surprised. It like I don't know. The rock bot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you found out he was not real and he was actually just like this animatronic thing that we've been forced to believe, would that? How would that make sure. you feel? I'd be like, okay. It's really funny you say that because way, is oh. it Dave Batista? Is that his name? Yeah. I was thinking when we were talking about him. I was like, I can't imagine touching him. Not in like a weird. <laughs> Not like a weird sexual way, but just like, I, I don't, sure. like I imagine he would feel sinewy <laughs> and kind of like, like a, like a leather jacket you see at like a thrift store Yes. yes. that feels kind of sticky and um, yeah. has like this density to it. Yeah. I, I, that's what mm-hmm. I think he would feel like, which does feel like fake skin mm-hmm. that you kind of. Yeah, um, like a mask almost, like the Halloween mask mm-hmm. material. It's like not skin, but skin. Yeah. So I think Vin Diesel. Dave Batista, The Rock, there's got to be some more, but th- those kind of, those sort of dudes, I, I feel like um, I wouldn't be that shocked. Yeah. Or if they're like aliens or something. Listen, they are. Yeah. They got to be. But I do see guys like we... that around Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Around Hollywood? Around they're Hollywood. Just... Real? I mean, I'm married to one. Like, ben is larger than The Rock. Ben is large. There you go. Like, but ben like is... statistically of like their size, height and weight. Ben is bigger than The Rock. I can imagine what Ben's skin feels like, though. It doesn't feel like <laughs> to me. The skin feels more like normal human skin. And this is not a criticism of think The that Rock. your brain feels that way because of Guardians of the Galaxy, though? Because doesn't he have weird skin in that, Dave Bautista? I don't think I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Or if I did, I was like 13 or something. That's I don't right. remember. I couldn't have been 13, maybe like 15, whenever it came out. But yeah. um, I don't think that's why. I think it's just, uh, like like you were saying, like, it's like, it just doesn't seem like a... Human. Like a human being on some level. But yeah, I, I see dudes like that. I think it's, you know, a certain level. I'm not saying those guys are on steroids, but some people, when they when they do stuff like that, like they just, you know, it sort of just like fucks with their, yeah. you know? It seems weird. No, and it does kind fuck up unreal. your skin, so. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Well, maybe I know. Trust me. <laughs> Trust Please me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so besides from uh, being a massive uh, roid pushing bodybuilder, Andrew, yep. um, all about it. You're a musician. On the side. On the side. On the side yeah. in all your spare time. Um, and you just released an album. I did. How do you feel? I feel um, a tremendous amount of relief yeah. and excitement. You know, it's like uh, something that yeah. I spent a lot of years uh, working on uh, and writing. I started writing some of those songs when I was just, you know, a kid, like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And so um, to release them now at 23 feels like such a huge 
weight off my shoulders, you know? Yeah. It's like a yeah. baby yeah. being born. Which song was it that was the first one you wrote on the album? Um, Mulberry is Mulberry. the one I, okay. I wrote when I was like 15. There was like this very yearning love song I wrote when it about nobody just kind of made up this, you know, just, I was writing a lot about the feelings I hoped to have, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, I, so I, that was a very old one. But then I, so I wrote it when I was like 15, and then I would kind of play it when I would play live. Um, and I always kind of liked it. And then when I came to recording the album in 2021, we were in this uh, cabin in, like in North Carolina, and I kind of, I like the idea of reworking it and making it kind of reflective of my current life and not just artifact of my 15 year old self so i kind of combined some lyrics and some ideas and yeah. made it this sort of frankenstein song you know a must you have to bring it up to date somehow yeah i think it was and it's like having a conversation with yourself yeah it's like starting a oh you know, yeah starting a painting when you're like a kid and then finishing it later on it's mm -hmm. still at its core like the same figure but some of the meaning changes and some of the context changes for sure. Absolutely. So, felt very full circle. And it feels yeah. weird to have people um, listening to it in their current age, in their current reality and being and like relating to songs that I was writing when I was much younger yeah. um, is a weird sensation, you know? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. That has to be I weird. I mean, it has to be kind of similar to I assume what Taylor Swift feels right now is she's doing all her re-records of her <laughs> albums. Like, singing yeah. songs that she wrote 15 years ago or whatever for an yeah, album that, like, people are... Millions of dollars. Are, yeah, and people are... I would say most her fans aren't discovering it for the first time, but, like, some of her younger fans that, you know, maybe don't really listen to Debut or Fearless or any of her early, early albums, I think probably now are listening to them more than they would have if they were just old so it's very interesting to like i don't know time's wild time is wild anytime you release something it's you're having a conversation with an audience mm -hmm. even if there's nobody listening like you're still putting something out there that's supposed to be heard right so when you have something that you wrote so long ago it's like you're having a conversation on so many different levels like you're speaking as a 16 year old as a 17 year old as an 18 you know like there's all these different it's a, it's a patchwork of my life in a way over the past eight years it's interesting so i think it's it's a very unique feeling this album in particular i don't think it's going to feel like any of my future projects are going to feel that's fair i mean that makes sense it it was a long labor of love and it's also your first like complete project you've put out alone right yeah yeah, yeah so it is you'll never have another baby quite like it yeah First. there's also yeah. a fair amount of like almost like embarrassment not really but like kind of because you're like the art you make well, yeah. when you're a kid you know and you're it's, it's a i'm definitely um in some ways i was more vulnerable with what i was writing about you know i, I definitely talked about darker stuff now but uh i think some of the the yearning and the hope was just a something i don't exactly communicate now yeah just interesting you know yeah are you that's fair. yeah you get beaten yeah. down <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's something i even notice as i look through 
some of my stuff that I've written pre-2020 and now. Like, I just wrote so much more. I, I don't know. Now I look back and I'm like, get this girl some help. Like, she's so dramatic. She's so, like, I was so, it's embarrassing almost. But then I'm like, no, it's not. Why don't you still write like that shit or whatever? But like, for some reason, that was the time when everything changed. And so now I'll look back on it and be like, it's almost embarrassing. But at the same time, it's like who you were. And who you still yeah, are. I wish I could just accept every aspect of my past, you know, and, and be like, oh, yeah, like, I was a kid, whatever. I'm not going to judge myself. But I think um, I'm a very self-critical person. And so I, it's hard for me not to look at, like, even just, like, past, mm-hmm. whatever, like, the way I would take a selfie when I was 15 or something. I'd be like, why was I doing that face? Or, like, why was I taking it at that angle? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's so hard not to judge yourself. And it's the same for music it's like you want to just accept it as a part of yourself um and it was hard to release those songs but i knew that like i did kind of owe it to my younger self to get those out there especially now that there's an audience like it feels so important to me to release those songs because i know that they were coming from a genuine place when i wrote them you know yeah speaking of your audience um let's talk a little bit about them so what has been like the biggest shock of you know just sort of releasing this album and releasing your music in general regarding like your fans uh you know i think that during the pandemic i I left school and moved into my mom's basement in virginia and uh was kind of coming to the conclusion that there just wasn't an audience for my music Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just felt truly like oh, wow, I'm really just making stuff for myself, mm-hmm. and that sucks. Like, I might not be able to do this as a career. Yeah. And it was really scary because I had been hopeful, you know, mm-hmm. before then. Um, and so for in the course of two years, for that to totally kind of turn around and there to actually be some people listening and to – and then I'm not, like, there's not, like, a huge audience, but just to, to know that there are people that my – work connects to that I didn't know were there before mm-hmm. is so so um, exciting and honestly it just really makes it worth it like I'm glad I experienced that because I see you know I more power to him but I have a lot of friends who didn't really know they were going to do music didn't really have any aspirations posted a song it went like mega viral and they're still successful to this day like a year or two later mm-hmm. um, and like that's awesome but I'm glad that I got to I got I got to experience like years where I was like okay I'm just doing this for myself because clearly you know there's not an audience for what I'm doing Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely like you stay true to you and that's and you'll get the audience because that's the whole thing is like you'll get the audience that you were meant to get if you just do Mm -hmm. you you know do you feel like how do you feel like you uh sort of found your audience do you think it was just from people discovering you uh you know through music platforms or was social media a big part of that or how did you feel like you sort of garnered your original audience yeah i I think that it was a perfect storm sort of because of tiktok during the pandemic Mm -hmm. um and i had a really like my song strawberry just had a good hook about the the being like a murder song people that just kind of got people's attention Mm -hmm. and was kind of like a foot in the door and was super helpful um but it was definitely wasn't like there was a period where i was trying to make music that i thought would be 
more popular. And I was doing that, like, just trying to, you know, I just wanted my work to connect to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only after that I stopped doing that and I stopped kind of, you know, trying to make something that I thought people wanted to hear that I started writing songs that were more uh, in line with what I listened to and what I wanted to be doing. And then Strawberry kind of connected to a wider audience on TikTok. And yeah, I'm just very obsessive. So I was just posting all the time. Their algorithm ended up being very helpful to me. Yeah, good to hear. We love when the algorithm works mm-hmm. in our favor. It doesn't happen often. Yeah, it's, I had no money either. Like I didn't have any way of promoting my music or paying for promotion. Yeah. And so to have like an organic way of uh, connecting with people and you know it's mutually beneficial like they get advertising money off of you but you're not paying them right you know it's just kind of like random almost so I'm, I'm very grateful for <laughs> those kinds of apps yeah. and the way that that has changed the music industry I just saw I'm gonna I think her I literally think her name is Chinchilla okay. but she just released a song and she released it I think on TikTok because she went independent and it blew up and now it's like two or three million Spotify streams and stuff already or billion, I don't remember. <laughs> it's just blown up and it's all because Love that. of TikTok. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and so she was like, I can't believe I went independent and then this happened and she's like, this is like the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. And it's like, that's TikTok and I've heard it for the music industry yeah. like a lot. It's really been influential. Yeah, and I have, I have, I definitely know people who are, who hate it, who are like bitter about it because they've been like trying to do music for many many years and being on the road and all this stuff and and i totally get that but um it's also just taken away so much power from record labels um because you don't need a record label to get your music heard Mm -hmm. so you can turn down a deal that's potentially predatory if you want to um Mm -hmm. kind of awesome in that way yeah i was just talking to ben about that and about labels and um, you know, signing contracts and stuff and why I mean, that's kind of how everyone is these days. It's like they're hesitant on who they'll pay for um, anything and I think when it comes to like management and representation and labels and contracts and yada yada, artists are becoming more aware of like all the people that are getting paid out of what they get paid um, and yeah, so it's just it's it's interesting how social media plays into that as well because then there's also the record labels that like the reason certain songs have become a hit is because they know that that is where hooks are getting grabbed and things are blowing up and you know it's like olivia rodrigo's album yeah. and gail's a b c d e f u song and like all of that that is strategically from a label um, but I think it's cool when indie artists are able to do it as well. Um, yeah, labels offer, you know, they'll offer you a lot of money up front. And I was definitely like in a position where I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily in a great position. I'm in my, uh, the basement in Virginia and I'm kind of not making that money to buy food, mm-hmm. but also I know I'm not going to sleep on the street because I can stay here. So I did have some amount of privilege and stuff like that to where I was able to be like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I had a lot of faith in myself and I was like, I'm not going to sign away the rights to my stuff. But there's a lot of people who, for whatever reason, have worked themselves into a situation where they desperately need 
mm-hmm. any amount of money. And these labels are willing to offer, in some cases, you know, fifty, hundred thousand dollars, just like that. Um, yeah. Which is extremely attractive, and I totally get why you would sign that deal if you needed the money. You know. And it's business in the sense of people don't inherently when they're going into it assume that other people don't also have their best interest at heart and i think that there's just the naivete of like well they'd never try to do anything that would put me in harm's way and then it's like oh these are predatory terms or you know there's a lot of non-competes or whatever and you just end up screwed and i don't even know that all labels are necessarily um i think there's a lot of labels that come from a good place it's yeah this the way it is, is there's not enough money to go around um and so the whole system is just kind of filled with middlemen mm-hmm. um you're already making like you know a fraction of a penny per stream from spotify right so once you add a label as another middleman you just end up making nothing for many years um because i, I mean i didn't know how this worked but when a label gives money, and maybe this is knowledge, I didn't know this, but say a label gives you a hundred, let's say like $10,000, which is not a lot, mm-hmm. but they say, you know, here's $10,000, this is for your back catalog. Um, it's an advance, so you have that money in your bank account, but then you don't make any money from your music from streaming, even if it's a 50-50 deal where you own 50% of your music, you don't make 50% of the money until they recoup the entirety of the money that they gave you. Mm-hmm. So they make $10,000 back. And this is from like streaming, um, which that could take years. Right. And so, you know, $10,000, $50,000, it's a lot of money if you saw it in front of you, but not over the course of years, Mm-mm. you know? Um, yeah. And I mean, depending on how long it takes for the album to even get made or what, I mean, I guess in that case, it's different if they're just like, paying for work that's already complete but even so it's like yeah well if they're if they're giving you an advance for future recordings, yeah but if they're giving then, you an advance then it's like who knows how long i, I have a friend who signed to a, a sub uh sub label of a major label mm-hmm. i don't even i don't think it's called a sub label but yeah. um and she was given like a pretty huge advance for future recordings and didn't see any money from it because it the money had to go towards paying the producer and the mixing artist and the engineer mm-hmm. and studio time and the promotion for the song. Um, and so she didn't end up even getting any of the money. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, I'm just someone who's very, very, very hesitant and, yeah. <laughs> and careful about that kind of thing. So I've just entirely avoided and I'm not like exploding. Yeah. But. Well, soon enough did you fully produce your album or did i co-produced it okay cool so it was a very long process but yeah there was um, another producer there was engineers and yeah mixing people and other musicians and stuff it's definitely a big yeah. ordeal my next project is entirely me and um a co-producer as well and that, that one there's no other musicians just the two of us nice it's not a bad thing it'll be really fun yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. That's, I think it's nice that your first one was like such a big collaboration, and then your next one you'll go into just you and straight vibes, you know? Definitely, yeah. It was really like a patchwork album. Mm-hmm. 
over the course of, you know, recorded over the course of two, three, three years, um, recorded in like five different states, so many different <laughs> places and stuff. Crazy. It's cool though. So cool. Yeah. It's a good story. Well, it's interesting because on some of the songs, like Strawberry is the song I released mm-hmm. first in 2021. Um, and then Ground Floor, I think, was like the last song to be recorded, which is the first song on the album. Right. Um, my my voice sounds <laughs> like completely different, um, just because my voice changed as I got older. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, right. So in some ways it's really cool, but in some ways it's like it's it feels inconsistent. And whenever you yeah. release a project, if, if you're like me, like you want it to feel like one continuous line. Mm-hmm. You know. That's fair, but I don't yeah, know. Listening to it, it's just. I'll cool. say, listening yeah. to it though, it doesn't feel that way to someone who's not you. For what it's worth. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm not like, wow, on Strawberry, Andrew sounds two years younger than at the beginning of this. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, it's not to say I'm, it's not an album I'm really yeah. fond of. You know, I do like the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's it like having teen fangirls? <laughs> um, it's... It's fine. It's not. I mean, you know. He's like, I don't. I don't really have. Teens? I don't get a lot of like. I don't really get a lot of like creepy, weird people yeah. for the most part. I mean, sometimes someone crosses a line and I mm. take care of it, but generally, it's my people that like my music are really chill. That's good. Nice people. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and I never. I don't know. I don't get faced by stuff. Just generally, I don't have anything alarming really happen. That's that's probably for the best for right now. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, there. we like yeah. when people are yeah. well behaved. Yes, well behaved is yeah. the word I wanted. Um, I think certain kinds of music breed certain kinds of fans. Yeah. And certain kinds of audiences, and uh, most people that like my music seem like just anxious, nice people. <laughs> Perfect. You know. Those are the best kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I. People who have anxiety, I feel so deeply for them. I that is something I don't have to struggle with, and it when I do <laughs> once in a while, that is oh my god, it's so unsettling. I don't know how anyone functions with like daily anxiety. It's I if I drink too much coffee and I feel anxious in the afternoon, I'm like this is it. I simply cannot go on, and people just <laughs> yeah. live. With those yeah. feelings, it blows my mind. I again, I have enough symptoms of other things, but this is just the anxiety is mind blowing to me, truly. That's how I feel about people with um, like so I don't really have social anxiety that much, but I have like other anxiety, mm-hmm. and so I get what you're like. When I think about it, I'm like, oh god, that must be terrible. How do you do any like how do you right? do anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, people and social anxiety. That's a foreign language to Hannah. Hannah is the yeah, most extroverted, that, like... <laughs> but make me go to a sh- uh, shopping center? Make me go to a grocery store? She says no. But I'll talk to anybody in any room ever. That's not a problem. Well, so, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, I don't have a good segue. Um, <laughs> I usually okay. do. Um, Thinking of anxiety, someone, um, like... Uh, I went to my car today, and all the things from my center console were on my seat, as if someone had oh. broken into my car. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't take anything, uh. and so 
that's just something that happened to me today that was kind of anxiety inducing. I didn't really feel super anxious about it, but it was definitely like uh, concerning. So you didn't have anything yeah. of cash value to them. I had a Starbucks gift card sitting on the deck. They didn't take that. I had a pack of cigarettes in my center console, unopened pack. They didn't take. Um, there was a taser in my car. And they didn't take um, that shit? Come no, listen. They didn't take any of it. I don't understand. <laughs> What are they here for? What are they here Seriously. for? Seriously. I mean, I... It had to have been a man, frankly. A woman would have taken that listen. taser and that gift card, and frankly, probably the cigarettes. <laughs> There's a Starbucks. Please, Starbucks that's gift the card. first thing I would have grabbed. Yeah, Yeah. they, they really had a jackpot. She's on the town. I had a nice uh, L.L. Yeah. Bean sleeping bag. They just, oh. you know. Do you think it was someone who drives that's the exact wild. same car as you? left something in their car, sprinted out to the lot, said, oh, here's my car, got in the car, got in the middle console, started digging around and went, none of this is my stuff. None of this is of interest to me. Maybe. And said, oh, this isn't my car. And then went to the the right one. That's that's a scenario I didn't think of. (laughs) It is possible. They also, I think, moved some stuff in my glove compartment. I, my brain, because I'm paranoid, I'm like, well, maybe they put less tracking device in my car so they can oh, track me. But I'm like, why would they want to track me? I don't know why anybody would want to track and me. And suddenly we have a fangirl yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> and, and suddenly you've heard it here first. <laughs> I have no I have no clue. I, I'm so curious. I'm more yeah. curious than anxious for sure. Um, well, it just makes you wonder like what they would have wanted or looked for. Personal information, I guess, if they're... or money olivia said that people in the neighborhood have talked about this happening and that usually they're looking for guns or they like need to sleep and they open someone's car and sleep in it but that's fair i don't think there were any signs of someone sleeping in my car i mean they did rifle through my things yeah. you know they rifled through my, my um center console um so yeah maybe and there were anti-anxiety meds in there too so there, there were and they're in like a pill bottle so if i were robbing a car yeah you know yeah. The I don't things know. I would take were left. <laughs> yeah. Listen, in all seriousness, I did not realize how much per pill I could be getting <laughs> for the meds I have. I didn't realize like this, this... like I could be I could pay off my yes. home. Yeah. Drug dealing makes people money, Hannah. <laughs> I I simply I've seen it in the movies, but I just didn't believe it. I just didn't believe it. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. So I didn't know. You know what I mean? Morally, morally so, dicey. We'll morally dicey. I think you'd be better off robbing someone morally. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly. Perfect. You know? Okay, good to know. And here in, in Hollywood, um, people walk around with like Prada bags and mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton. You just swoop it in. Yeah. And, and these people yeah. are not, they don't look like they've ever been in a street fight. You know, you could probably, I mean, they get robbed all the time. Yeah. So I, I, I get notifications every day of like Constantly. handbags stolen from Beverly Hills from this person walking down the street or something. I'm like I didn't really I don't really know that much about um I didn't know that much about fashion before coming here. Mm-hmm. And then I've become kind of obsessed with it. Um in like a curiosity way. Mm-hmm. And uh like me and Olivia watched the Alexander McQueen documentary oh, weeks yeah. ago and my Instagram feed is all fashion so i see like the new whatever prada and louis yeah. vuitton outfits and stuff and I, I find it deeply interesting um yeah and I, I was at this cafe the other day and i saw a guy come in with 
uh, the Gucci horse bit loafers Ooh. that, are, that yeah. are so, you know, not, and, and bar, you know, I don't even care. I don't even think, I don't care that much. But part of me was like, man, I could, I could just push this guy over and take his loafers. <laughs> Where's that coming from? That's, I don't need like, I take like, his loafers. I was like, <laughs> isn't it so? Those intrusive thoughts are so interesting. I thought about it. I was like, I could do yeah. it. That shit happens to me right? when I'm driving. I'm like, how long can I keep my eyes closed? <laughs> and then I go, you okay, should well, open those. You should open those eyes. You should open your <laughs> eyes when you're driving. I have this thing where I'll be crossing the street over here, and there's a stop sign, and people won't stop at it, and I'll, and um. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not going to, you can hit me. Yeah. I'm not oh, going to yeah. stop. Yeah. And now it's, it's like probably two times a week. I, like I almost get hit by a car because I will play chicken with them for no reason. Like what's it going to prove that they're that you're a right. bad person, <laughs> that I'm right? Is it worth like breaking my legs and getting a concussion? No, it's not. But. Well, I don't know. I kind of stand behind it. I, I, I do too. I'm like, hit me. It's yeah. if it's my day to go. Nobody's hit me yet. They've come really close. Yeah. <laughs> They've come really close to hitting me. They've you are teaching them a you lesson. Are. You've probably saved someone's life in the future because you were the lesson they needed to learn before they hit that old lady in the mm -hmm. future. Yeah, I just look at them. I stare right into their eyes. Mm -hmm. And I and there I just go. I just judge them so severely. I think I think yes. what if I was a little baby? And I was crossing the street yeah. by my. What if I was an infant, and I escaped from my yes. infant cage, and I was walking exactly. across the street, and you didn't stop at this light? And that's what I'm thinking <laughs> about when I'm looking. What if I was a baby? Yeah. And I'm hoping they picture me as a baby. <laughs> I think they are. They have to be. They just immediately see you in a bonnet with a. What's it called? Pacifier. Yeah. I don't know. Binky. I almost called it a succotash. I don't know why that almost came out of my mouth. Sounds like a city in Canada. Whoa. Yeah. Um, maybe I should start dressing up as a baby. As like a public yes. service endeavor. Mm -hmm. I think go. that that could work. Yeah. Like cities can just hire you um, to come deal with their traffic issues. Exactly. There was a cop out there for one day who was like, hey, man, don't worry. I'm not here for you. Um, you have a lot of people crossing the street going through the stop sign. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm here to make sure that doesn't happen. I was like, okay, guy. And then <laughs> he's out there for one afternoon and then never came back. <laughs> he okay. really thought he did Great. something. Thought he saved Los Angeles. Send me out there with a, a pinky and a, with yeah. a baby, bottle, baby yeah. bottle and I'll save the city. Oh, so you funny. think we need LAPD? All we need is Andrew Montana with a binky. Really, all you need they put me in a stroller, <laughs> or I could, I could also just put, I could just get a stroller. I don't have to dress up as a baby. I could just pretend to have a baby. Oh, oh. I like that. Potentially, steal a baby. Yeah. Either way, steal a baby. Steal well, a baby and then use it for guilt purposes yeah. for public service. I think it even the mother out would them. have to understand. It's all about the point system. Kind of balances yeah. the scales. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um. Yeah, but fighting crime is really my main thing. Fucking um, passion. I think then it's steroids and kind mm -hmm. of critiquing, sure. getting my body to a point of perfection. Mm -hmm. uh, and then tertiary would be the music, the whole music yeah. thing. 
Actually, fashion. Fashion, then music. Oh. And then music. What were you going to say? Speaking of fashion and music, you make your own merch now, right? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Um, it's pretty cool. It's expensive. Yeah, merch is expensive. So I, I um, go to these thrift stores and get um, just like blank merch. And then I have an art. I went to school for art. So I figured I may as well start putting that to to use. And so I printed out, a, uh, printed a bunch of shirts. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. A little mm-hmm. DIY. A little That's DIY. so smart. Yeah. And a reduced reuse recycle. Exactly. Yeah. If Love someone it. wants yeah. to buy your merch, can they do so on your website? Yeah, uh, my it's it's done through my Bandcamp. Perfect. Where I, where I sell my merch, um, and uh, my new design I'm gonna do is gonna be a cowboy cow, it's gonna be like a cow, a cow with a bandana and like a hat, probably smoking a cigarette, and it's gonna say cowboy cow. Perfect. And it doesn't really have anything to do with my music. It's just like a thought I keep having is Cowboy Cow. I love it. Um, I'll be bringing some products for printing. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I've also just gotten into um, editing my own clothes, like cropping things and sewing. I've taught myself how to sew and sewing patches on stuff. And um, I, I've been, uh, I acid washed some shirts the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. Which is fun. Mineral washed, acid washed. Yeah. Um, I accidentally used a Windex bottle though and use that and put bleach in it and apparently i created mustard gas which i did not (laughs) was not the intended (laughs) result (laughs) oh oops um in our poorly ventilated bathroom oh no oh my god and it was like this is really irritating to my lungs and eyes yeah (laughs) you're like i'm dying i should google this I was like, this doesn't feel good at all. This is, this is not fun or crafty. That's so no. awful. I'm really sorry that happened to you. I always worry about that when I use bleach because yeah. I'll I like will bleach shirts and stuff and pants and stuff pretty frequently. Sure. And then I also just clean my bathroom. I don't know. Sniff it. Um. Yeah. I just yeah. huff bleach. Just, yeah. But I get worried that I'm gonna make mustard gas. I'm worried I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, not, not, not the it. first time I've... Better than not being worried. Well, there's yeah. there's the... Man, I didn't mean to do it like this. Yeah. But, sure, like, sure, sure, am sure. I going to fight yeah. it? I don't know. I'd say mustard right. gas should probably be, like, last on your list of What if that was someone's, it? like, first hurt. choice? You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. Well, that goes back. Would you rather... I was just going to say, wait a minute. This is actually... Asphyxia. Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Add never this mind, into the mind. bird I like, never thought of this one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I never even thought of that being an option. That, mustard gas? I mustard mean, gas? I don't in think the it's... Bathroom it, by yourself? People don't really, like... I think you just get extremely ill first. It's a long... You'd probably pass out, I don't think out, it's right? a good way... Yeah. It's not a good way to go. Okay. Good to know. No. You heard it here first. Yeah, they... It's like a, Pick something better. It's like a war crime to use it, you know? I was going to say, I think that <laughs> that they, was used. <laughs> the Geneva Convention, I think they said no more. Yeah. But I also, I know the guy that, well, I don't know him, but the guy that invented mustard gas uh, also developed a way of uh, absorbing nitrogen from the soil and reusing it and is supposedly responsible for saving like a billion lives. 
oh. since the 1930s well. because of um, the ability to provide nutrients for crops. Wow. So you win some, you lose some. You know, it's kind of a complicated. Yeah, definitely. Kind, yeah. Right. Again, the point system, the good place, the point system. You you got some pluses and you got some minuses, and hopefully it balanced out. Yeah. I think the point system is definitely an, uh, an OCT thing I, I deal with where I'm like Ooh, constantly yeah. weighing. I remember being a little kid and um, having to choose between like the devil killing my family or like, <laughs> like I was probably like seven or eight where I'm just like dealing with these consequences. Yes. I'm like weighing them in my head. I'm like, you know, because you learn about these, you read the Bible, some of you, yeah. some of you do, and <laughs> um, you learn about these horrible consequences that there are for things. Yeah. And, and uh, I was doing the math. I was terrified of my home being broken into by intruders, me getting sacrificed. Like, I was so terrified <laughs> of everything as a kid. I was so, so scared. And then at some point, I think it probably does correlate with, like, my religious, like, awakening around the same time when I stopped being scared of stuff. Like, just irrationally. I'm still very scared of, I don't know, a lot of stuff. But not as much anymore. Yeah. Because, like, even scary movies that aren't scary but have, like, underlying spooky tones would scare me when mm -hmm. I was little. Now I'm like, I don't know. Nothing really scares me. I get really stressed out about scary movies. I don't like the feeling of, like, a really scary movie. I don't it's really like... stressful for me now. I've been thinking about it the older I get. I have to really be intrigued by it to, like, want to spend two and a half, three hours being in a state of panic or anxiety yeah. or stress or whatever. Like, it has to be... I can't think of... What's the last scary... Megan is the last scary movie I saw, and that movie is camp. Like, it's scary, but it's not. It is camp. And so, like, that's the kind of scary movie I like. I don't need to see... Like, if Disturbia came out right now again, I would not see that movie. I haven't seen that. I have a lot of empathy for things that don't even, people that aren't even real people, like in movies mm -hmm. and stuff. And so I can't, I, um, it's hard for me to separate. Like, I know it's fake, but I, I feel so bad for them when they're dying or that someone they love is dying. It's just, it's, it's all, it's too much. I don't want to go through, you know? Yeah. Even That's like, what I tell. <laughs> yeah. I, Emmett tells me all the time, he's like, you know that this is fake. And I'm like, I'm invested. I'm completely invested in this. This is happening to me and my personal friends and yes. family. Yeah. And he's like, this, you have to, like, take a step back. And I'm like, this is why I can't watch new things. This is why I watch old things that I know what's going on. Because this is too much for my little heart. I remember I watched Battlestar Galactica during the pandemic because I'd never seen it. And, like, the first episode is, like, everybody dies on Earth. Oh, everybody! Just like spoiler alert. First episode though. Spoiler so, alert! You know. Boom. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'd kill myself. Like if everybody died, like I don't want to be around. You know what I mean? Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Did you watch you. The Last of Us? No, I haven't no? seen it. No. Okay. So basically, any apocalypse movie where it's like the world is ending, people are dying. You know, you're fighting off the zombies, whatever it is. Hannah's like. I would kill mice. I, and I sort of feel the same way, too. It's like, am I really fighting for, like... Yeah, what life? Not what? even out of fear. Just, like, like my mom's gone and my it, 
Like dogs oh, are you're... my dogs gone. Like I, I don't need to. They're all they're all right. you know fuck it. You know what I mean? Well, and there's zombie... like fucking zombies yeah. everywhere, and it's like probably smells like shit everywhere. Well, right, and yeah. and part of me, I always get stuck in this mindset of like, you actually, and I know that this is like the whole point of you know, the, like, I am legend sort of controversial, whatever, of, like, by fighting these things, you're actually holding back the progression of the world and all all of this, like, technically the zombies, this is their world now if you're the only ones, like, you're Mm. fighting for something that doesn't exist anymore, so realistically you're the villain and they're the, yeah. So it's like, hmm. I care about me and my my own, me and my family yeah. you know and i don't care whose world it's supposed to be well know? right but i guess i think the rage would fuel me fuel me for a while mm. probably like if someone took everything from me i'd probably be fueled rage. by rage for a long while but eventually i'd be like well i'm bored i've gotten i've gotten it out i've gotten the rage out and put me out to put me out to pasture yeah i, don't know. Yeah, I think especially being alone if I was with my partner yeah. or my child or best friend or something, I'd be fine. But the second I was like, no, you're alone and you have to venture till you find the next group of you. Fuck it. This sounds awful. I'm already. Sounds like a big no for me. Yeah. Sounds like it sucks. I've done it. I haven't. I'd have like, I'd have like a couple days where I was like, oh, this is kind of chill. It also depends like if it was where like you a... are. Sure. Yeah. It's like if you're in the middle of Missouri and this happens, well, Missouri has some cool lakes. I don't know. Where's a boring place? Illinois. That's true. You're caught in the middle of Macomb. Wow. It'll take you three days to get anywhere. Right. Because you have to walk. Here's the thing. The second you're walking. The minute I've got to be outside for that long, I simply don't want to be. I think if I had to... I'm an hour max. Yeah. If I have to, like... I I think about it, and I'm like, I could survive that. And then I have to, like, poop and not, like, be able to wipe my butt or wash my hands, like... I'd kill myself. I just fucking end it. There it is. Fuck it. That's you go to the bathroom you know I mean? and realize there's no running water. <laughs> well. Like, oh, this sucks. Oh, oh my god. This is not a reality. No I, running water? <laughs> I choose to participate in it anymore. Exactly. I'll tell you what. But, I'm, but we're not there. You know what yeah. I mean? Thank goodness. And yeah. thank goodness for that. Thank goodness. Um, aside from all your world-saving, bodybuilding, fashion icon-making uh, endeavors, yeah. what else uh, are your guilty pleasures in life besides music? Um, I do a lot of art, for sure, drawing and painting. and um, I really I had a boat. That was one of my biggest things. I loved spending time on my boat. Like a sailboat? It's like a little John boat, like a 12-foot aluminum Cool. Um, that was a big hobby of mine was just spending time on the water me and Olivia like watching movies together there's a lot of movies I haven't watched like classic uh, movies that I've just missed so I enjoy watching movies with Olivia and spending time outside nothing really that uh, that I feel that guilty about <laughs> getting pleasure from good <laughs> good you know good what music guilty pleasures do you have who are some of the bands or artists that we'd go you like them hmm or maybe there Olivia's are. Olivia's really gotten me into. Olivia's really gotten me into, uh, like pop punk, screaming type band, like uh, Wonder Years, Pretty mm. Throne, a lot of those bands that I avoided for many years because in high school I didn't like those people that listened to that music. Yep. Had beef with them, and so it kind of tainted the whole genre for me. Yeah. Yeah. But 
I've come around to it because I do like it musically. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. So that is probably surprising. I really like punk. I, I mean, I already liked punk and like heavy stuff, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really in the whole like kind of screeching boy thing, mm -hmm. you know? But I've kind of come around to that. Uh, I grew up listening to a lot of rap. People might be surprised by that. Yeah. But guilty, guilty pleasures in music. There's got to be some. I used to really like listening to Sean Mendez a lot. Ooh. That's Ooh. probably surprising because I really love his just explosive kind of energy yeah. forms. And I would like listening to it when I had a show coming up because I'd be like, you know, this is like such yeah. great performing energy. You know, it's quite surprising. Yeah. No, I like that. That's cool. I um, I like Sean Mendez. I don't think I know any of his songs that I could tell you the title of. Couldn't tell you a single one. But I know I like I remember, his voice. I haven't listened to him since I had a really bad hangover one time and I woke up and I was listening to... My sisters were listening to... I can't imagine I forget what it's called, but... It was like that, and he record, repeats the chorus like 10 times, and the beat was just like throbbing in my head with the headache, and I haven't listened since then. Um, <laughs> mostly these days, though, I listen to a lot of like weird instrumental orchestral music, like small yeah. quartet, you know, strings, and stuff that Olivia described as sounding whale-like, like music whales <laughs> would make. I love sure. it. Uh, nice. What kind of music do you, do you guys generally listen to? Hannah, what music do you... I, I strictly listen to the 60s and 70s rock, um, which is very limited since obviously that music has come out and you can't get more of it. So um, listen to the repeated same things because, uh, again, I don't like new things that much. Mm -hmm. But I listen to Taylor Swift as well. <laughs> 60s and 70s rock and Taylor Swift. What about you, Mary? Um, I'm actually thinking of this in this moment because I'm realizing I'm surprised I haven't um, shared it with you. You should listen to the Retro Pop playlist on Spotify, Hannah, because it's a lot. Retro yeah, it's a lot pop. of new artists that sing in like the 60s, 70s <clears throat> kind of genre. I think it's called Retro Pop. Oh, that's interesting. Emmett, the heavy? I don't remember Maybe the name not. of the band, um, but he is listening to a band that's new that sounds like the 60s and i was like oh i like this who is this and he goes it's someone whoever and i go oh are they an old band he's like no they're brand new and i was like oh this i didn't know they did this i didn't know we could have new music that sounded old so can you tell me some examples of 60s and 70s rock like the beatles like that kind of stuff or um yeah um this is where I start panicking. No, it's because okay. I never know the I'm name not trying anybody. to make you panic. I get it. Um, oh, Pearl Jam is one of the last things that's on my phone, but that's not 60s and 70s. Um, I like Pearl Jam. Yeah, we've got a lot of the Beach Boys and the Doobie Brothers and Creedence Clearwater sure. and the Rolling Stones and Tom Petty. Um, yeah, it is hard David to find. Bowie, but not David Bowie. It is hard to find that exact sound because it was recorded in such a specific way. It was all recorded like analog and super warm and mm -hmm. uh, yes, very specific. Yeah, a lot of those. Yeah, and also just the engineers were a lot of the same people recording different records, yep. and they've all died. Um, and yeah. so it's, it is kind of like never have that exact sound back. You know, 
kind of cool. Yeah, it's hard. But yeah, so you said retro. Retro pop, pop, I feel like, does a good job of pulling like newer stuff that has that same feel to it. Because okay. I, I also yeah. listen to a lot of like '60s, '70s um, pop rock, kind of easy listening stuff. Um, my favorite music. I listen to a lot of rap as well. Um, I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift, of course. I listen to a lot of Casey Musgraves. Um, Paul Simon is, like, top five for me. Um, anyone I'm missing that I would be like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't say that. No, I don't think so. That's pretty much it. I, I listen to a lot of, like, pop, though, in general. Just variations of pop. Yeah. Um, it's popular for a reason. It is popular. Yeah, I don't think there's, like, a genre I don't particularly like. The only genre I would say I maybe don't care for is Screamo, and it's just because, like, sometimes it gives me anxiety, and it feels angry, right. and my husband listens to it. But that's the only reasons that I feel that way. Otherwise, I like... I really want to find, like, a country band that screams. I, it's, like, a specific craving I want to exist that I don't... I'm sure someone's doing it. Oh, you know who does it is Hank Williams the third. I don't know if that's his name, but the grandson of Hank Williams. I know he screams sometimes, but I don't think he like screams in country songs. I think he also does screamo, maybe. But that's something I really want uh, to be a to thing. hear. Yeah, because yeah. there's like the the like um, oh God, what is the Ben? What is what's the term of rap and heavy metal? together oh i thought there was a title show me the body like show me the body yeah like that stuff i thought there was a term for it i love show me the body it's like one of my um go-tos which that i prefer more of than like the more rock heavy metal stuff like when it's more rap or what i like um there's i've found that no matter how much i try not to enjoy something if it gets especially if it's like it's a, a very um like kid rock you know what i mean yes. like a very not a cool guy but um, even the whole, like, uh, what's that called? The, like, Ford commercial country yeah. kind of music. I like it. I like all of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's, some of it's really good. And I'm not going to, you know, who am I? Why am I lying about it, you know? No. I agree. I think people who don't like country music grew up with someone in their lives that said they didn't like country music or had a family member that loved it and they just wanted to be different and if they took yeah, the time to actually country. listen to it they wouldn't hate it so much there's pop country there's i so don't many like versions yeah but there's a lot i do there's like so many you know versions. yeah yeah it's uh, a really big genre josh turner mm -hmm. i i like josh turner me too you no know? It's about as pop country as, as it gets, you know, those guys. Um, I, I'm not a big, uh, I guess I, I don't really generally like um, white country dudes rapping that much, generally. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's examples of it I, I could possibly get into. And some of it I find really intriguing, mm -hmm. generally, like Morgan Wallen. Not a, I'll pass. It's just the whole, like, the, the rapping element of it just doesn't really quite connect for me. Um, that collab yeah but maybe I, I haven't listened to a lot of it though you know who are your biggest musical inspirations for your music 
that obviously you listen to I I know you said a lot of like instrumental stuff right now but um who in the past and currently yeah uh, Will Oldham is one of my favorite writers like more popularly known as Bonnie Prince Billy the band called Alice Music he's a really big influence um Adrian Lanker Big Thief mm-hmm. you know, um listen to Williams I'm a big fan of big fan of uh, The Tallest Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's really inspired me and my guitar playing a whole lot. And then, yeah, a lot of older country like Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash. A lot of different things like that have had a huge influence on me. Um, Laura Marling I really like. Mm. Uh, I have a, I, I could just keep going like this with all the people that yeah. are what did you I know you said you listened to rap growing up but like what did you listen to growing up the most um, growing up well yeah I did listen to some rap growing up but I mostly probably still listen to like folk and country yeah. like that. I really liked uh, the rural operative advantage which is the indie rock I listened to a lot of indie rock um, <clears throat> they were a huge huge influence for me they're like this indie rock band in Alberta um, Radiator Hospital, uh, I was a big fan of, and they were like kind of in, you know, like modern baseball, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, those two were really pivotal for me, as well as Laura Marling and Vampire Weekend. And oh, stuff like Vampire that. Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I love Vampire Weekend. I do too. And I was the only one, I was the only one listening to Vampire Weekend in my sphere. Um, yeah. But I would kind of secretly. Yeah, listen secretly to listening. <laughs> Indie rock. <laughs> it wasn't cool to listen to anything kind of tweet, you know. Yeah. Ugh. What was big when, when like, in your part of the country, when you were in high school? Um, was... So when I was in high school, it was a lot of that, like, 2010s rap music that was popular, of course. But then it was, like peak warp tour days when i was in high school so i feel like a lot of kids were listening to that like wonder years all time low yeah like that kind of um yeah like genre that like alt indie boy skinny jean um shit so that was a lot of like what people i was friends with like 303 and um blink 182 and like all of that was also there. Yeah, my, my high school was like a split between the kids that were listening to like Brand New, Sleeping with Sirens, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. Oceans Take Alaska, yeah. Bring Me the Horizon. Yes, yes, yes. And then uh, like Lil Yachty and um, uh, who's the other, I can't think of his name, like rap, yeah. basically, whatever was like super, super popular um, in like 2016. Yeah. Frank Ocean. And stuff. Yeah, like and Frank then, Ocean um, and stuff would be for you there. Yeah. Um, and then there's indie rock wasn't really, people weren't really. It sort of phased like out my high school. by then. Yeah. yeah, I feel it's like a main thing. But during that, like, and that was more early high school, probably, wouldn't you say, Hannah? That was like that kind of. Yeah, I was going to say. And then I don't even know what yeah, it but really I can't. turned into. And, and it, I also, Hannah, you probably feel this too. Like, I had a lot of hicks. <laughs> country kids that like went to my school so it was a lot of country music as well i was just gonna say a lot of ours but you i said i was gonna say blink 182 and then country music that's so funny nobody 
country music in my high school. Yeah, the killers. <laughs> like the white dudes that go crazy yeah. at Mr. Brightside. I went to high school with all of them. Yeah. Really? All of them. I was one of the only, of I'm half Mexican, but I look white. And I was one of the only white kids in my high school because it was all Hispanic and black. So nobody was listening to country music. Oh, yeah, all. no. Um, I don't think anybody was. There was one other kid who was white who really liked, I remember him doing, uh, your man by josh turner at the talent show so he must have liked country music i love that um, yeah that was a big moment that was a huge moment for my high school did you perform at that talent show i did not i did not perform at that. oh i was shy i was shy about it i didn't feel like people liked That's my fair. brand of music exactly we'll have yeah. to redeem it we'll have a talent show just for you say we are just about done. I'm glad we talked about music so much because I never know the names of anybody ever. So it's so fun for me to hear everybody know band names so much. Like you guys really know names of people and I just never retain it. I just know songs that I like. I'm really bad at knowing like the band. So it was interesting. You guys really, I just like hearing when people know a lot about a lot of stuff. I'm bad at naming just... songs because I don't listen to individual songs. I listen to albums and I, I can't like hold on to the, the track. not like looking at yeah. it the whole time to remember every song title yeah. so I'll always forget that kind of thing yeah yeah my boyfriend's a little bit of a music nerd so he gets mad when I listen to individual songs he likes an album per album listen but yeah but anyway thank you for being on I appreciate you spending time with us it's been very nice having you yeah, thank you anytime thank you so much for having me where um before you go where can people find you on Instagram at Andrew Montana Music TikTok at Andrew Montana, and uh, 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 my band camp is literally just Andrew Montana. Perfect. Etc. Spotify, Andrew Montana. Amazing. So still, still working on getting the Andrew Montana on Instagram, but I'm working on it. Who do we need to listen? I've tried to bribe people on Instagram to get handles before. It's apparently illegal. Just so you know. But interesting. There's an Andrew Montana who Good has it, and I've reported them because they have never posted or anything like that. It's been like yeah. years. Um, I felt bad reporting them, but yeah. also I was like, okay, they just aren't <laughs> like using the account. Like it's a dead account. Yep. I want Listen, I think it's valid. Everybody, go report Andrew Montana that is not Andrew Montana on Instagram, and let's help him do this. I appreciate that. Very much. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Did you enjoy the episode? Did you listen? Did you listen carefully? What was your favorite part? I loved this episode. It felt like the conversation just flowed. It was like we would talk about one thing, and then it would just go right into the mm -hmm. next thing, and right into the next thing. It just was like everybody talked to the same speed yeah it was a really good episode yeah andrew's great artist and friend and i think that that conversation just flowed so smoothly it's a lot of fun yeah i really enjoyed it he was fun to talk to um i hope his car you know never gets broken again. into again not sure what happened with that but and if he does i hope they also just rifle through all his things and take nothing <clears throat> Yeah, you know what? I hope that for everybody. If anyone's breaking into your car, I hope they just run. I hope they just it. are nosy and not stealing. Just, just yeah. want to know what's going on. I'm just on. curious who drives this vehicle.
Um, Hannah, yesterday was newsletter day. It sure was. Did everybody, did you subscribe? Do you did have you it? Did you get it? Was it the it? best you love it? edition, issue, whatever that you've ever read? What was your favorite part? That's what we'd like to. Yeah. Um, also, we have a stream this weekend. Sunday school. Be there, be square. Wednesday nights. And? We got a stream. There we go. Catch up only. Be there, be square. Someone recently said, Maddie... I don't know how to do this Twitch thing. What is it? What do I do? How do I how do I join? How do I watch? And I say, you click the link. All you gotta do, catch up only. You see that little link on Instagram? You just click it. You can watch it right then and there. And if you can't watch it, it might be because you have weird settings on your phone or device. But either way, just go to the go to the little link, watch. You don't have to have an account to watch. Pepper. Let's get a pepper update. She's while we're so here. busy. She, I, she was in the crate for the episode recording. That's why she, you can hear her now. At no, the end it's of this. fine. Um, pepper's fine. Pepper's, pepper's fine. ringworm is going away. She's huge. I was underfeeding her by half, um, and she's twenty six point six pounds, and I was underfeeding her, so she should probably be thirty at the minimum. Um, so the next time we go to the vet, she'll probably be fifty. How did you discover you were underfeeding her? From the vet? I asked, I said, hey, how much do you think I should be feeding her? And she said four cups. And I said, interesting, I'm feeding her too. Four cups of food? That is a lot. That yeah, is more than cups. I feed Tate in one day. Kibble, granted, yes. granted you like do different amounts with kibble. kibble and dog food and stuff, but it is, that is insane. She's so happy. Couldn't be happier. Has these little octopuses, Oct- octopi, octopuses? that are, Octop- um, they crinkle and oh, they have squeakers. Yes. So... That's, I mean, what more could Honestly. you want? Anyway, she's doing good. No complaints. Love her dearly. Great. Wish her the best. Wish her the best. Sending, sending her <laughs> the very best. Yeah. Regards. Warmest Hugs regards. Hugs and kisses. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's all we have for you. We hope you... That is all we, we have. hope you enjoyed the episode. We only have, after this episode... A few more left in this season, so everyone, prepare yourselves for the, the end. end of season three, and you know what? You're going to be sad, because we're going to take a little bit of a break. And by that, I mean probably not as long as Hannah wants to, because I'll never let her. We couldn't. Maddie would, would never. never. Maddie could never. Maddie likes to work as much as possible. Maddie said, I have ten minutes. She's a, yeah. I, I could do something with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just stay tuned because we don't have an exact season four launch date for you yet. But She's about we to will soon. On camera I- I'll wait until episode like 18 or 19 before I make you commit. Come on. And then she'll bring it up and I'll be like, oh, I guess I guess we're doing it. She'll give me a date and I'll say two Exactly, because that's what you did last time. <laughs> I, I just, what's it? I reverse psychology you. Yes, exactly. And I fall for every it every time. time. Um, all right. Well, until next time, thanks for joining us. Um, are you all caught up now? I am all caught up. See you next time. Bye.